This episode is sponsored by Jiminy's, makers of sustainable dog food made with cricket protein. Cricket protein is a superfood, delicious, nutritious, sustainable, humane, and prebiotic. To learn more and save 20% on your first purchase, go to Jiminy's.com slash TMS and use the code TMS20 at checkout. Coming up on TMS, what famous dead person do you want? Nearly strangled Nick. All about the Thanksgiving shawarma. Get the nookie and put it on your cookie. It gives the pink stuff to the baboon or it gets the hose again. There's ones in January and November. Just stop harvesting. GameCube rice cooker. Do a booster in the back. His name was Cold. He was a wrestler. I'd have to keep him in a room. I prefer a hard biscuit. Everything is browner on the other side. Rolling the grass with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. We here, Batman. What now? Riddler tricked us. I don't see no antidote. Him can't call me stupid and get away with it. It's a penis. The Morning Stream. I got a thing about chickens. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream for November 11th, 2021. Happy Skyrim Day, for real. 11-11, baby. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good to be here. Also, it's the month we started the show? Wait, hold on. No, we started in January. You're right. We did January. Why do I always think it's yeah. November? Why, why is Because there's, uh, there's ones in January and there's ones in November. And... Uh, <laughs> And I am but a simple man, <laughs> only reminded by small and easy to read numbers. Um, yeah, we're we're back and uh, we're here. It's Thursday. Welcome everybody to the show. I'm Scott, and that's Brian. Hi, Brian. Good morning. Hi, Scott. How are you? Happy okay. Skyrim Day and Happy Veterans Day. Oh yeah, Veterans Day, Remembrance Day. It's a that's a thing today. Uh, a lot of shows, podcasts, people that I'm uh, know are, are taking it off. Like Tom uh, DTNS is not happening today, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're amateur. <laughs> amateur. That's why. That's why we're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and Tom's not. Yeah, no, uh, no. no uh, partly, probably that, but also because those people kind of stopped doing that, didn't they? Didn't they stop? What, what are they doing now? Yeah, I don't know. It's they. They did a new like they tried to create a new podcast academy. Yeah, and there was so much blowback from everybody that, um, that were in the Hall of Fame, the previous Hall of Fame. So it's like, oh, okay, so. Yeah, podcastacademy.com doesn't even, like, gives a forbidden error, Uh-oh. so I don't even know what's going on there. <laughs> well, you know, <sighs> this is the problem with the awards thing. We decided if- to create a brand new Baseball Hall of Fame and only have new... <laughs> yeah, we're going to reset everything. Uh, forget about that. Yeah, like, the whole point of a Hall of Fame is that it's kind of permanent. That's the idea. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, apparently, they uh, Yeah, it looks like different. 2018... Uh, which featured the art of wrestling with Colt Cabana. Great. Great. Um, Great. was the last one listed on here. I don't even know who that Dave is. Dave Jackson. Should I know who that is? Is that a famous wrestler? Keith, Keith and the girl. Oh, Keith and the girl were involved. Okay. So podcast alley back. It was the same. It was the same, uh, you know, year that you were inducted. Oh, that was that year. Okay. So wait, who's this wrestler? I know if you would have shown up to the the ceremony, you would have seen these people. If I'd have freaking uh, been there. Um, what was the, What's that wrestler's name again? Colt Cabana? Colt Cabana. Should I know who that is? Someone help me I have here. no idea who that is. The Listen, re- you know when I heard about uh, Jericho? 
is when I walked up on stage to accept my award from Jericho. Oh, right. And the lady kept muttering, this isn't right. Who's the, this guy again? Yeah. What's Who's going this on? funny hat guy? What's the funny hat guy doing up oh, here Oh, that again? year, dude. That <laughs> was such a great year. What was that, 2013, 14? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, and yeah. we just collected every... Between you, me, uh, the... the uh, um, Night attack guys yeah. and uh, what was it the instance we kind of in film sec I think we just cleaned up we we, we had every everything that we could qualify for we won yeah so if we were in a category we won that category that year and it pissed them off real bad it did it was yeah. great because the guy from iHeartRadio the head guy from iHeartRadio came uh, um came up to me after the thing. Yeah. Right. Came up to me after the event, and I'm sitting here with like 18 awards, and Mazula's <laughs> taking pictures of me, like mock trying to carry them all. Yep. And he comes up to me and he says, "Should I know you?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and we could I be said, on the iHeartRadio lineup by now. Damn it! I know exactly. We could be giving medical advice to quarterbacks across yeah. the country. Yeah. We didn't do anything weird. We won fair and square. We just really we, we, we just activated did. the we audience. We just got everyone yeah. super excited and it, engaged. What we so. did is we made it easy for our listeners who are huge fans of of the stuff we produce. Yeah. We made it easy for them to vote for us. Yeah. We didn't stuff the ballot box. We didn't um there were no multiple uh, votes. There were no dead people voting. We didn't even we did the equivalent of of helping get people to the polls who didn't have a way to get to the polls. That's right. We picked up a bunch of old ladies and drove them down to the, <laughs> that's the right, chapel. Exactly. Yeah, that's what we did. And it was great. And we did, uh, you know, we did really well. And that that just about seismically changed everything about those awards. So kind of did. We left turned our it mark. into a, turned it into a labor of not love for no, Todd Cocker. No, labor of love. More of a labor of. Rah, rah. Uh, all right. So I don't know uh, if I'd call it a labor of love after this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Todd. I guess he's still doing this. I don't know. Yeah, thing? I think he can't. I think he's having a hard time unloading the podcast award. Not unloading, but basically having finding somebody who'll do it the the way he wants them to do it. When was the last? Um, oh well, there was uh, uh, the twenty twenty one People's Choice podcast or the the twenty twenty one podcast awards happened, which you know one of the categories is named after me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the uh, Coverville. Music. You think that I'd kind of be aware? Is it still? Yeah, there it is. The Coverville Pods. <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's great uh i do like the fact that uh tw- there's a new category called 2021 podcast influencer mm, of the year mm. yeah i don't like that one no uh here are your here are your influencers amy porterfield of marketing made easy breen brown from unlocking us and dare to lead kevin smith from smodcast tim ferris from the tim or as as he types it on here the time ferris show yeah and finally your. <laughs> Your remaining uh, podcast influencer of the year, Joe Rogan from the Joe Rogan Experience. Got it. Well, yeah. So now uh, you can... Uh, and I'm noticing... And the, the rule still stands, I guess, if you've won a bunch, of, they, they don't let you in anymore, right? Yeah, we're legacy. Yeah, they don't include uh, us in anything anymore. Yeah. They don't like us. Todd does, literally yeah. does not like us. Yeah, is he... I, I don't know if he's still... I'd be curious to see if he is still involved. Yeah, he may not be running it. I don't know. But the fact that I hadn't heard about it, at all means I they didn't get the yeah, word out really very well because i didn't hear shit no i know for podcasters yeah you, all podcasters was, we, we, we had to look up the website to see if it still happened and yeah. apparently it did yeah and le- even if you're legacy we we you're not gonna you're not gonna grow your thing or gain interest in it or even get exposure for these right. small shows that win 
without everybody getting excited and getting stoked around it. And they have this weird insular thing going on. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. I mean, they I'm, do have a bunch of new categories: best blank hosted podcast, so best male hosted, best female hosted, best black hosted, best Spanish hosted, and best Asian hosted podcast. Nice. I know. Well, I know what I'm always doing. Platform Apple Podcast wins the podcast listening platform. This is interesting. That's uh, they're boy those categories though. Okay, not to be rude, but don't those <laughs> don't those categories sound like things no one cares about? Now, I don't mean the Asian one and stuff, but I mean like best podcast app. For, who cares? Yeah, yeah. Podcast listening platform. Yeah, it is. It does feel like a way to grease the palms of. Of sponsors, <laughs> unless weird. I mean Stitcher uh, didn't win. Podcast Addict, Pandora, yeah, Overcast. Um, well, Tally, they already uh, have a. Uh, uh, what do they have in there? They have something. oh, they do have a LGBT category. Yes, right. They've had that for years, so I think this it's is the, new. <laughs> because of who's won it so much, it's now called the Feast of Fools slash Fun LGBTQ category. Wow. See, Coverville, I get. It makes sense. Coverville, yeah, it's yeah. a famous music thing, but the, I don't right. know. Whatever. I do like this one, too. Rob has a podcast entertainment category. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did win a lot, so I guess. He did win a lot, yeah. so he deserves to have his name on it, but it's just funny the way that that one comes out. Like, oh, Rob has a podcast entertainment category. Good for Rob. Oh, Daniel J. Newman, you, you got me. Best Squarespace ad read of the year goes to. That's great. <laughs> It's really good. Oh, well, uh, well it certainly do? isn't going to be those ones you hear at the beginning of YouTube uh, YouTube videos. They're like so nasal. I really enjoy uh, selling from my Squarespace account. <laughs> Listen, I know they, 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 they'll be sponsors. They're spo- they were sponsors at one, to- at one point. They'll be sponsors again. Oh, they're they always. Squarespace, look, but, those guys have been Oh, my gosh. They need, uh, they need people with better microphones or better speaking ability for their pre-youtube pre-roll ads they also need to fix their uh their tools are getting a little old a little long in the tooth yeah and if i hear needs a refresh what if you could change the world with your mind yeah what if telekinesis was real yeah (laughs) that's that's as much as i get through before that skip ads finally comes up what if you could single-handedly change the world with one website (laughs) it's like shut up all right. Uh, hey, uh, anyway, I got a, I got hello, a question oh, here. Hello, everybody. Uh, we got a question here from a listener. This is from Kernickles, okay. which sounds like Kernickles, which is a character from a uh, show that was on Cartoon Network. And I forget the name of it. Mm. The Something Adventures of Flip Flap or something. Anyway. the uh, As old as I am, I think of Kinnicky from the uh, movie musical Grease. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, Flapjack is t- Tally. Thank you. It's the amazing adventures or misadventures of Flapjack. And the character Flapjack. is Kernuckles, Captain Kernuckles. And he's this weird turd looking character who is played by the voice of Brian Doyle Murray, the old Murray oh. brother. And he's great. He's a fantastic. It's a great show. Anyway, but Kernickles, which may be a reference to that, wrote in and says, hey, Starch and Brillo Pad. That's a new one. <laughs> if you guys yes. could pick one famous dead person to haunt your house, who would it be? Brian, who, who, would you, who would you want haunting your house if you could say, well, all right, well, so-and-so's dead. He'd be great walking the halls of my place. Um, first one that comes to mind is Marilyn Monroe. Mm. I'd like to have Marilyn Monroe come and haunt my house. Oh, my gosh. Do you think she'd, what would she do? She'd sing to you while wind blows her skirt She'd up like or? every day I'd wake up to, happy <laughs> birthday. 
Mr. Mr. Coverville. <laughs> Chad says George Carlin. Uh, Claire uh, George says Carlin would be Philip. great. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know, man. I don't know who I'd want. Um, uh, uh, oh, Bowie. Bowie would be interesting. As long Brian, as it's-, it's time for you to get up. Get out of your bed, Brian. Look, I'm making this pitcher of water float in the air. Ground control to Brian's room. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, John Lennon. I don't know. John Lennon. I love John Lennon. And he's one of the people that, you know, if I could have dinner with any famous celebrity uh, or any famous person alive or dead, John, John Lennon would be absolutely be in the top two or three of that list but um as a ghost i might take i don't know a comedian's not a bad idea like some uh, someone said norm mcdonald i think i agree with that the only difference (laughs) would be i'd have to keep him in a room and he couldn't come out (laughs) norm mcdonald is a ghost yeah i don't want (laughs) hey hey uh, hey hey you think you think you're using enough toilet paper there Well, that's not a good ghost. Hold on, see if I can find a better ghost uh, sound. Oh, jeez. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, that one's freaky. That one's that cool. cool. That one's cool. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, he's not dead, though. Check. Check. There we go. Here's your ghost voice. All right. Give us, give us Norm. Give There's us a more Norm McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> That's my go-to with Norm McDonald. Is uh, hey, you think? Uh, hey, you think you put enough sugar in your coffee? <laughs> you got a little Letterman in that too. I can hear it. A lot of Letterman in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what famous dead person I want. I really don't like. It'd have to be okay. Let's say it has to be somebody. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, you uh, know what? Maybe tell OJ that Nicole Brown Simpson says hi. <laughs> and and Paul, thanks for killing me. And then Paul Schaefer on the other thing, go <laughs> like that. That'd be exactly. Great. Yes. All right. Well, I have no uh, idea. We don't and know. And Nicole Nicole's. Smith. That would be a weird. That'd be weird, right? I don't. I don't know if I want her hanging around. Yeah, I don't um, think I want any of them. Actually, now that we talk about this, why do I want any of this? Well, Maybe. I mean, you know, you 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 have to have a ghost. You're you're obligated to have a ghost. Who's that ghost going to be? Um, Leonard it feels Nimoy. like yeah. You want somebody. You either want a, a comedian is a great idea, right? Because mm-hmm. then you'd be cracking up with the stuff they're saying, unless right. unless they're a silent ghost, in which case that kind of sucks, right? Plus, you get sick of certain comedians. If you got you know a Rodney Dangerfield walking around going, ugh, ugh, I can't believe it, ugh. <laughs> like you'd get tired of it all the time. It's always cold. That's right. You don't want Sam Kinison as your as your ghost either. Oh uh, my gosh, dude! No, that's a terrible yeah. idea. So yeah, like I don't know, you'd get tired of those people. Maybe I want somebody. Maybe John Lennon's not a bad choice because he'd he would really just want to kind of do his own thing. Maybe uh, uh, can't think of his name. Nelson Mandela. He'd have stuff to say. I could learn things from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe mm. um, Jim Henson. I could hang out with. I think Jim Henson. Would he have? Would he have ghost? 
pup, uh, Muppets with them, oh, too? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But it'd be the yeah. two, it'd be Waldorf and Statler, or whatever their names are. <laughs> Ghost versions of Waldorf and Statler. From that Christmas movie going, <laughs> Marley and Marley, those guys. Oh, um, J.C. Calhoun, well done. Just tell Lennon your name is Julian and he'll avoid you. Oh, <laughs> Wow, oh, that's a deep cut. Oh man, that's, that's hilarious. Oh, what's Julian Lennon doing? Is he around? Uh, he's definitely still around. Um, I mean, like, is he doing stuff? Oh wow, he got old. Yeah, uh, I haven't paid attention to him in a long time, so it's been a bit. Um, let's see here. I think he's just kind of doing his own thing. He's not. He's certainly not. Uh, I don't think he's releasing any music. Doesn't sound like he is. Pushing 60. Uh, mm. Takes a lot of pictures of beautiful sunsets on his Instagram. Cool. Uh, uh, why is it telling me to look at Neil Diamond's account? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's great. Okay, fantastic. Um, All right. Whoa, that's not Neil Diamond, is it? Holy <laughs> All right, that's a that's a rabbit hole I didn't plan on going down, but Kernickles, your question clearly took us places. So oh yeah, it that. did. It took us some great places. Hope you enjoyed that. Ben Franklin, that's a not a bad one, but he'd probably yeah, he'd want to talk about electricity and and French ladies. That's all he'd want to do. Yeah, I mean, of all your founding fathers, is there is there a better choice than Hamilton? Oh man, like oh, are you gonna play that soundtrack again? Oh okay, maybe Washington. <laughs> you know. Like Washington would be cool. George Washington of the yeah, Founding Fathers. Yeah. yeah. Lincoln. Lincoln. Uh, sure. Hold on, let me think. Well, I guess Washington's not. Is Washington technically. A, he's not a Founding Father. He wasn't. A, he was a part of the signing or anything. Right? Do I have I that think right? he was. Was he? Wasn't he? George Washington signed the Declaration of Independence and the, the Constitution and all that shit. I, I he thought he did. Um, Maybe he did. Yeah, like we talk about all their slaves, exactly. We could really get into the, the contradiction. No, actually, George Washington did not sign the Declaration of Independence. Huh. Yeah, I think he's just did a general that. that everyone liked, so they put him in charge. Yeah. That's how that went. He has numbers up. We have moved the jury segment to that, to now. Or he may actually be wondering where it is. We uh, you, you weren't here? We've already explained this. Justin is that's right. Alexander Hamilton didn't sign it either. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, mm-hmm. Lincoln would be all right. Yeah, Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you'd be distracted by that hole in his head the whole time. Because <laughs> I assume that's how no, they come No, he's got to a you. hat. He's got his little ghost hat. Oh, okay. And he could just put that over his, his head. Because and... that's like nearly strangled uh, Nick or whatever his name was in the Harry Potter things. Where it's oh, head nearly headless off. Nick. Yeah, yeah right. Nearly, nearly strangled. Nearly <laughs> strangled. <laughs> you know, I don't feel so bad about... Uh, Calling a Harry Potter spell like a caramelacciato or whatever I did earlier this week or yeah. last week. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you already J.K. Grammar made that joke. Where'd you make that? I missed it. Uh, so all right, well there you have it. Um, uh, oh, just real quick, numbers up. Just to re- uh, just she sounds like you missed it. Uh, Justin's got a crap ton of projects right now, and so his Tuesday segment oh. is on uh, pause. He's he's not doing it for a while. So we've yeah. shuffled things around so that all the days are covered, but. Uh, nothing, nothing drastic or crazy or weird. He's uh-huh. he's doing no. fine. Um, we all love each other. There's no yeah. There's no weird. There's no uh, feud. The yeah. the the, the uh, you know the details have, about the feud are grossly exaggerated. We never have any drama outside you you weirdos. Exactly. It's all you and your all caps bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that narrowed it down a little. And we also <laughs> we really like you, Claire. So we're kidding. We're kidding. 
Uh, all right. Hey, uh, got one more thing here on turkeys. I just got this from Twitter. Um, an anonymous person. I won't say How their name. How can you be anonymous on Twitter? Well, I don't want to give away who he is because this might. Oh, they'd him. like to remain anonymous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to use gotcha. the name. They sent okay. me a DM, so I just I'm just going to assume. They slipped uh, into your DMs. It says uh, slid, slid into your. <laughs> it was about our turkey talk yesterday about turkey shortages mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He says I'm not trying to talk, cause a turkey, turkey panic, but I work in a grocery retail store. Uh, this will be hard. This will be a hard year for lots of stuff, not just turkey. If you want things for regular Thanksgiving, you can buy it now, but buy it now. <laughs> buy it now, buy it now. I like yeah. that they say that twice. I don't think yeah. he, I think what he's saying is do not wait until the week of Thanksgiving yeah. to get your stuff. So if you're, if yeah. you're, no, here's the, here's how I would look at this. That's true. I don't need a hundred percent traditional turkey you know stuffing all the shit you get i don't I don't need that every time if it came down to it and things were a little tight and kim said hey i'm gonna make shawarma instead i'd be all about it be fine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you don't care the whole point oh, is i don't know family I'm, and getting together I love and turkey though turkey's i mean great. yeah it's all about family but this is like the time of year where you have turkey i love turkey don't get me wrong big fan but it ain't the end of the world if you can't get a turkey you know i guess what i'm saying is make with make do with what you got Mm-hmm. There've been, uh, you know, we could this could be the Great Depression where everybody had to eat part of their dog every year or whatever they did. <laughs> well, it could be worse. Yeah, it could be worse. Yeah, one one year my grandmother uh, served us uh, Cornish game hens for Thanksgiving. How were those? We each got our own Cornish game hen. You know, it's such a bony bird. It's like <laughs> it's a pain in the butt to eat, and and you know, turkey turkey legs are the great misleading. Uh, the great misleading drumstick of, uh, of of the bird world because you think you're getting oh I'm getting a drumstick with all this great juicy meat and then you get the first bite and it's like you got a uh, an uh, an umbrella yeah with the with the cloth removed stuck under all that meat yeah it's weird those all those are not shards, what you think they're going to be yeah. so wait a minute so a Cornish game hen but yeah. as, in terms of the kind of Bur- or the kind of food it is like it tastes like a turkey does it taste like a chicken uh, like it, it tastes like yeah i mean it tastes like any <laughs> any um Foul. it's not as um what is it what's the word it's not as rich tasting as turkey so it's probably somewhere between chicken and turkey okay so i could see that that would get people by yeah well, I guess the point. I is, like the Abbey Cornish game hen. No, oh, that's yeah, a, Abbey Cornish. Mm, that's a favorite. <laughs> a lot of meat on those legs. I don't know what that means. I made that up. Wow. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I have no idea. I don't even. I'm not even oh, positive who that person just is. Subscribe, damn it! Who, who we just Abby? we hooked her in with all of our fawning talk uh, during the uh, last film sack, and now she listened to TMS and she unsubscribed from. Oh all right, of the girl from right the the secret service Storm. lady yes. Geostorm. Got it. Okay, the rapper. She's also a rapper. Dusk. Dusk. Yes, the rapper Dusk. The, the rapper Dusk. Everybody. Oh, she came back. She came back when we started talking about oh, we started promoting her rap career. Good. Here she comes. And the chicken tastes like wood. Do, 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 do. Oh, there she's gone again. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was appropriate because we were talking about chicken and now she's left again. Damn it. She's left again. Darn it. Um. All right. So so who knows yeah. what people will do. We, we got a turkey for the family thing this weekend because we're doing it early. Mm-hmm. But... I'm guessing it'll be harder to get a turkey in two weeks. So, at anyway. least you did. But see, that's the thing. I mean, you did it early, and that's you're going to get that that uh, turkey experience close enough to Thanksgiving that yeah, you could have shawarma or 
kimchi rice bowls or something like that on yeah. on Thanksgiving and be fine. Yeah, I, I haven't had th- I haven't had turkey since uh, Christmas, Scott. I need oh, turkey. You do need some turkey. Get some turkey. I need some turkey in yeah. my life. I just texted Tina, who's getting her shot as we speak. <laughs> her booster said, "Hey, while you're at King Supers, get a turkey." Yeah. Was <laughs> oh, that where she's at? Is the King Supers she's for right the there. shot? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So. Yeah, we she also that. is going to ask him if they can give me a shot, and I haven't heard anything back on that. Oh, well, if she doesn't in that voice, you're in trouble. They're not going to. Brian, <laughs> gonna get you a shot. Come on over. <laughs> get get you over right here. now. They got a vial all ready to go, locked and loaded. They put a post-it note on it <laughs> with your name. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> It's funny because it's not at all like her. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, so yeah, Turkey, get it, go and get it, and thanks for the uh, thanks for the inside knowledge there. Anonymous yeah, on Twitter. yeah, thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, all right, let's do some news. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by brought to you by the uh, retail department store Lord and Taylor. No, not really. That's just happens happens to be who I'm going to be doing today's cover reel about, Lord. And Taylor Swift, uh, Lord turned 25 last week, and uh, Taylor Swift is like 31, but her birthday is always in the same month that I do the Coverville end of year stuff, so mm-hmm. I haven't done a Taylor Swift cover story. So why not do these two together? So you get covers of of uh, Greenlight and Royals and Tennis Courts and Team, as well as Bad Blood and Never, Ever, 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 Ever Getting Back Together and uh, I Knew You Were Trouble and uh, 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 other Taylor Swift songs. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> ma- the many other Taylor Swift songs. Sure. The many other Taylor Swift songs. Yeah. All of this happening at 1 p.m. Mountain Time today, twitch.tv slash Coverville. And um, I think instead of uh, uh, Guardians today, I'm going to do some Animal Crossing because that's oh. a lot easier for me to do during a show. I can, I can just stop harvesting something to advance the songs. If I'm in the middle of a fight, there's like a little bit of a a blank space, another Taylor Swift song, uh, between oh. a couple of the uh, the tunes because I'm busy playing the game. So uh, Animal Crossing today and uh, Lord and Taylor Swift, Coverville, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. Very nice. Hey, Claire, send me your spare recipes. I need them too, if you have No, she promised them to me. Send them to me. To me, damn it, to me. Ah, too late. She already sent them. I got them in my uh, uh, nook. Mailbox. Oh, damn it. My nook box. Nook box. <laughs> Brian did it all for the nookie. The nookie. <laughs> I keep hearing that new Limp Biscuits okay. Uh, you know what? I'll I'll take your word for it. More of it for, for everybody else. I keep, I'm not even a fan. I don't like them. But I keep hearing, Scott, you got to hear this album. It's actually pretty good. And I'm like, really? I don't know, man. I haven't tried yet. But I keep yeah. hearing it's okay. All right. Can you well, get past the Fred Durst or uh, the Fred Durst uh, uh, Woodstock stuff? Oh, it's hard to enjoy Limp Biscuit. It's hard, but I also have to look at it this way: he was what, like twenty-four then, and he's yeah. like fifty-five or something. Dick, dick back then. Sure. I don't know. Like, I have some curiosity about it. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna listen. It won't hurt me to listen. I'm just gonna listen to it and see what what what's up. But I keep hearing people saying, "Oh yeah, this new Limp Biscuit. It's uh, it's good." And I'm like, <clears throat> "Really? Yeah. Really? I prefer. I like the biscuits that aren't limp. I prefer the 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 non limp well cooked biscuits. Yeah, 
That's 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 projection because he actually Benjen, has a tiny biscuit. Still, I, I basically stole Benjamin's joke and, and did it in a Trump voice. Oh, very nice. Benjamin. I like the biscuits that aren't limp. <laughs> you do make great biscuits. Yeah. Who's that? <laughs> I don't can't think know. of anybody. I was like going to go Mrs. Fields or Pepperidge Farm, neither of whom makes biscuits. Nope, they don't make uh, biscuits. Well, they Pillsbury. do if you're in Britain. I love Pillsbury. Pillsbury's making biscuits. If you're in UK, they, they call them biscuits if it's a cookie. Sure. <laughs> right? I've never understood that, by the way. Why Why no, the uh, confusion on biscuits Biscuits are cookies. Yeah, exactly, in the UK. So they say when, when uh, British Bake Off says, it's biscuit week, I'm thinking, oh, great. They're going to be just making grands and yeah. covering them with sausage gravy. It's yeah. like, no, they're cookies. Oh, well, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in for cookies. I like me some cookies. So you can get that nookie and put it on exactly. your... So what... Yeah. So, Zoe, if biscuits are what you guys call cookies, then what what are cookies to you? Like... Yeah. Is it something dirty like fanny packs and uh Oh right, good question. Is yeah. that like um I'm curious, like is there a, is there a, a euphemism now that cookies become in the UK? So Claire Gack says they have cookies and biscuits. <laughs> yeah, pudding's another one. <laughs> pudding here and pudding there, two different things. <laughs> Kissy bears, they're called crumbly wumblies. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's pretty so funny. All right. I don't know what you people right, do over there. Yeah. Let's get to this first story. Uh, okay. Unpacking. It's this new game. It's uh, very good. It's on everything. It's on Switch. It's on, con- well, it's not on PlayStation, but everyone else has it. It's on yeah, Xbox. From the makers of Doing Dishes yeah. and Laundry. <laughs> well, the you, game you'd think. You unpacking. It's, uh, it's fascinating little game. It's like, uh, it's on Game Pass. So if anyone out there has Game Pass, you just try it for free. Um. It's it's also on Steam, but it's basically this this really beautiful pixelated world where you you go into a room and in the room is a bunch of boxes and and you need to unpack like literally you're unpacking you open the box you take items out you organize them in the room eventually the room's going to tell you if you've got something wrong or if you put something that's supposed to go in the kitchen and you put it in the bathroom by accident that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, it sounds like something where ninety percent of the players have actual boxes that they're ignoring unpacking to play unpacking on uh, on Game Pass. I, I, totally, I was just saying uh, the other. I don't remember what show it was on, maybe Boop or something. But over here, there's a box that I can see from where I'm sitting <laughs> that's been here since 2003 when we moved in. There's 2013, right? right? And it's still yeah. it's still in the box. I haven't opened it, or it's open, well, but right, it's just ask, sitting there. Let me ask you this, um, and I'm not at all poking fun at you, Scott, but mm. You, we, you and I talked on Twitter and over text today about that uh, sculpting program yep. that you really like uh, yep. on iOS. Uh, done anything more with the clay? Yeah, yeah, I did. I got a whole you little did? station over here. Oh, I haven't done anything with it, but I have a. I haven't, I haven't sculpted anything, but it's out. But you have the tools. I have the tools. <laughs> it's out. It's laying there. It's ready to rock. It's just yeah. there, you know. So yeah, like uh, <laughs> your point is your point is taken. I should say that. Hey Brian. Uh, if I if I send you one of these STL models that I do in sculpt, can you 3D print it? Yes. Or you could actually sculpt something with your clay and have it immediately. Well, the idea there was, hey, if I can print it, I, I, you, yeah, it's we, a good point. The problem is, the problem is this stuff is you know this is what plasticine, so it's not gonna yeah. it's not permanent. So I don't know. Oh, you can bake. Can't you bake plasticine and make it permanent? Yeah, or does it take it crack somewhere? Like, uh, well, plasticine will just melt. Uh, you're thinking of. Um, like that Sculpey stuff, I think you can... Oh, Sculpey is exactly what yeah. I'm thinking of. Yes, never yeah. mind. Yep. This is a big old chunk of good old-fashioned plasticine, you know, oil, oil-based yeah. clay. 
that's I think never goes anywhere. But anyway, uh, what was my old point? Oh, okay. So unpacking. It's this game. It's a very yes, fun unpacking. little puzzle game. It has a neat little story behind it because it takes time. It takes place over time, and then and the character that you're playing, you never meet or see. You're just learning about them through the kinds of things you're unpacking for them. And it goes from like 2000 to 2004 to 2008. And then the next house is like 2012. And and you see their life evolving. Like they oh, are becoming cool. an adult. Okay. And, and, you know. So it's, there's more of a story than just. There is. You it's all drop this crap off on my front door. Put it away. Yeah. Basically, it's. It's. They're, they're, it's world building and they're not they're not telling me you know they're not reading or speaking or saying anything it's being told visually it's like mm-hmm. oh okay this is where my life is now this isn't this is someone else's razor I've moved in with someone mm. like it's just an interesting kind of way of telling a story and apparently oh, cool. according okay. to Patrick by the end of this thing you're you're almost in tears and I don't know why I haven't gotten there oh, um, that was a game mm. I recommended on app slappy like that where you're you're viewing things in a family's house and you change the perspective of the house to right. see new things what was that and there was a really sweet heartbreaking story as part of that too. yeah it's a lot like that actually if i'm okay. if i'm uh, it's it's a little more focused on well, the mechanics crap, i unpacking. really enjoyed that so now i feel bad about making fun of packing yeah look I at feel, all this i feel horrible <laughs> well don't feel bad horrible. it's it's available to everyone to play so here's the thing okay um this 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 part of the story or the reason i tell you all that is just background so you can That's kind of understand it Here's what's funny, though. This is what's going on. Some younger fans of the recently released puzzle game Unpacking are having trouble with a level, and it's not because they're bad at the game or the level is a particularly tricky solution. And if I'm correct, I think this is the 2004 level. Okay. Uh, it's because some of those fans don't know what a GameCube is, and they keep putting it in the kitchen. <laughs> because the game has... Well, so, so, to, their, to their credit or, to their credit or, or whatever, it does look like a blue rice cooker it does it looks just right at home on a on a kitchen counter (laughs) and what's funny is the game's full of this stuff it's not they don't show names of brands of things but it's clearly a gamecube there's clearly a 360 there's clearly a ps2 you have a game boy advance there's a original game boy there's you know all these different things and a bunch of stacks of games you can even recognize just by looking at them even though it's pixels you can kind of go, oh, I think that's Mario Kart. But they're not yeah. overtly saying any of that. The problem sure. is that GameCube, if you're too young or you've just never experienced <laughs> one, it doesn't look like something that belongs in the living room. It, it doesn't. No, it does not look. And, and it would help if they just put a controller with it. Yeah. Because you've got the four ports. Just put a little controller sitting on top of it. There you go. It makes sense. Well, and the controllers are there. They're just separate. Oh, they are. They're just separate. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. So you don't you don't really know what those things go to. Now, the, the advantage, well, mm. the advantage to me is I can... I know what it is, but secondarily, the controllers are the same controller. They're the, they're a blue GameCube. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a picture mm-hmm. there, chat. You can see. So r- sitting right next to that rice cooker, that looks like it might go in the kitchen. Yeah, the silver one. Yeah, and I don't blame them. But uh, actually, that screenshot's a good example of the game how it looks. It's very detailed, but but it's still bitmap like pixel stuff. Right. I love right. the look of the game. It's very cool. Anyway, poor kids. They don't know what the hell that thing is. Um. Oh, here's, let's see. Oh, there's a post from a kid. Hold on. I have to click this. All right. So some kid actually posted trying to get help and says, I'm having a hard time figuring out what this is and where it goes. Please help. Um, And then there's another one that says, uh, what is this? And why can't I put it in any of my rooms? Yeah. People just don't know what the hell that is. But I do. It's got a handle on it. It's really funny. Yeah. It's cool looking though. I like that. I mean, yeah. You you look at, we look at that and say, oh, clearly a gamecube but mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I be, I think if I were even to show that to Tina, she'd probably think bread maker or or rice cooker or yeah, because it does look like it looks some like kind it's of got a clear thing on top, so you can see how far something is yeah. is cooked. Yeah, it's a little um, too high tech for 2004 rice cooker looking, but kids yeah. don't know the difference. They don't know. They're kids. Yeah. yeah. Genie, you've never heard of a GameCube before? Really? The Nintendo GameCube from Nintendo. Makers of GameCube. You've never heard of that? Oh, she's a non-gamer. <laughs> well, she's I'm just, not a gamer. Man, I'm I mean, just surprised. Know. It just seemed like an iconic... Uh, it was an iconic box, man. I don't know. Maybe I'm... I'm. I'm see, look. This is an example of me being too much right. in my world. You know? Yeah, exactly. You know, I think it doesn't look like any other game machine every other game machine is kind of more like a like a flat looking console either with um either just flat that you can put other things on top of Mm -hmm. or you look at the old atari and the ColecoVision, and it's like all right it looks like you know this flat surface um that that just it does it looks like an appliance i Mm -hmm. get it i totally get it i totally get it The, the 360 in the game also looks weird if you've never seen one but like if you were to ask me right now to draw a virtual boy i don't think i could do one i don't think i could I couldn't I either. Could, I'd probably recognize it, but I couldn't draw it. Like if someone showed yeah, it to me, I'd go, recognize oh, it. But boy. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and mostly I'd know it from being red. If somebody painted it green, I'm not sure I'd know. I might mm-hmm. think, oh, what's this weird VR headset? Oh, it's a no. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, all right. It's a cool game, though. Everybody. Story aside, unpacking. It's all a right, rad, well, rad listen, little thing. Listen, you've already got me back into Animal Crossing. Uh, take your wins. Where yeah, you I'll take my wins where I right? get them. Yeah, that's right. All right. I wasn't sure you, you were gonna. I, I thought it was gonna be um, a, hard, a longer haul to get you to check it out again. Um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see, see. after today. If I get in, yeah. and all of a sudden it feels like work, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out, Scott. I'm out. It might feel like work. I don't know. I, all I know is this: I found I found this by myself. I didn't have to look it up, or nobody told me. There's a new uh, Nook Miles um, recipe. I maybe mentioned this yesterday. Anyway, you can buy the recipe. You learn oh, it. Is the shed? Uh, yes, the shed. Did I talk about the shed? Oh my god, we talked about the shed for half an hour yesterday. I couldn't remember who I talked to about that. I've talked to a lot yeah, of people. Everybody about it is who you talked to. Yeah. About well, answer. anyway, I learned something new about that shed. So the shed is yeah, very cool. So. On your island, anywhere you're at, it acts as the thing I mentioned. It's a portal to your home inventory to put things yeah. in or take out. It's great. So if you're full up on stuff while you're out in the, in the neighborhood, chuck yeah. them all in there and then keep working. However. Is there doesn't, a freezer in that shed where I can store the the sea otter that doesn't give me pearls? <laughs> that guy's such a weenie. <laughs> Knocked he, him out and put him in the freezer in the shed. The one that looks like Cheech Marin. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he. So the deal is this though: it doesn't work on remote islands when you fly out there with your Nook Miles. Oh, so, I thought it did. I thought you were saying like you could. Uh, I did too, but it doesn't. It just, uh, if you go to you go, you can place it, but it places it like the little leaf shape. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right where you, yeah. Where and it makes like, sense because if you're out there and you're farming it and you get it all barren and now it's full of spiders and now you're going to farm spiders all night, you'd never leave. You just farm spiders until you're the richest person on the planet. Mm-hmm. So it makes perfect yeah. sense that you can't do it. But it still annoyed me slightly because I want to have that closet everywhere I go. Um, <laughs> but at the co-op island on Harv's Island, you unlock a turtle guy that will basically do this for you so it works as the closet and I'm just starting over there. Brian, there's a lot of new stuff. It's yeah, all work I'm though. Out. It's all work. None of it's Is it um how good is the game about like letting you know all the new stuff so you can like a little little mini tutorial for those of you 
who only played us while you had COVID. Yeah. Uh, here's how you get back into the game, like a little uh, t- a tutorial. I mean, they they remind you. Uh, they remind you of the new stuff, but they don't really. And and all your villagers are like, we haven't seen you in a year, and, you know, stuff like that. But mm. you you okay. you kind of are thrown back in. Okay, in, good. All in, right, in the deep end. Um, <laughs> there's an Claire's, app on Claire's my phone. Claire's mad oh. that I'm not remembering the name. Oh yeah, there is an app on your phone, a new app. Okay. Uh, Claire, Claire's saying, or Claire's doing what a lot of people do. People get really sensitive if you don't know the exact name of these Animal Crossing characters. <laughs> right. I, I don't understand that. Like, yeah. People serve. People live when I come up with a name for a Pokemon I forgot the name of. They're fine mm-hmm. with it. They're like, oh, you're talking I, about so-and-so. But if I say that turtle-looking guy, mm-hmm. it's Tortimer! <laughs> you, need to, you need to get his name straight! It's like, oh my gosh, we are, we are taking these characters a little too seriously here. Uh, listen, I change their names anyway, so it's like, you know, my island, I've got Baboon, who only likes pink shit. Yeah. You know, it's... it's yeah. <laughs> there you go. See, but that's fine. You you told me all I need to know about Baboon. <laughs> about that Baboon. Yeah. Now, when you have some pink stuff, you just go and sell it to that ba- or that's give right. it to that Baboon. That's right. Um, also, I'm in love with the little coffee shop you get in this update. And the, Oh, little coffee shop. Good. Any? I created my own coffee shop. I made a stand, and I got a uh, uh, espresso maker, and I put it on that stand, and I printed up a little um uh a little design for the awning above the stand to look like a little coffee thing too because here's the problem brewster just walmarted your ass out of town is what totally he did. right exactly yeah. i'm i'm a family-owned bookstore yeah and uh <laughs> barnes and noble just destroyed Brewster's is jeff bezos yeah <laughs> You're exactly right and they uh what's cool is i just discovered this yesterday i was up there getting a coffee because you can do that and after you've done that a number of times, he'll say, hey, by the way, if you ever want uh, coffee to go, just go up to the little to-go counter and I'll send you with one. And now I can walk around with a hot little brew. That's cool. All right. That's and cool. you can sip it twice. If you sip it once, you get, you know that you know how you used to eat fruit to dig up trees? Yeah. And you get strong stuff. Yeah. Now you get two, two per sip of the coffee because it's strong coffee. See? It'd be great if when you drank the coffee, it made you run around your island really fast. <laughs> that would be awesome. Give me triple speed or something. <laughs> yes. Oh, I would love that. All right. Uh, it's a good time. Uh, that game's a good yeah. time. Uh, by the way, if if things get quiet during Wendy's segment, um, <laughs> I'm totally not playing Animal Crossing. And uh, don't have your Nintendo on. And if you see Brian just logged on, yeah. uh, it's uh, Tristan's borrowing my Switch yeah. right he, now. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll know. We'll know just from that what's going on. Yeah. It's all Tristan. Yeah. We always blame him. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think that's it for now. We're going to take a break. Because <laughs> this next article you have in here is exactly what we talked about with Bobby. So get rid of oh, that yeah, we can get anyway. rid of that one, right? That's the exact yeah. story. Oh, I still had it, I had it as a carryover, and I just never I never put two and two together that Bobby talked about it. Uh, <laughs> oh, all right. Shoujo, i got to come check out your island. Uh, Shoujo always had the best island that I ever saw in Animal Crossing, and I'll bet with all this new stuff. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, she's, the, she's the queen of island, island uh, decoration and island stuff. Island life, yeah. yeah. I'm sure she's a full five star. Oh, you know what's great? Oh, sorry, I meant to sorry. mention this. Yeah. Um, to unlock that closet, get to pay five hundred grand a Nook because he gets Nook gets his right. Sure, which I probably have it. You yeah. probably have, but I didn't think I had it, so I'm like, oh, I got to keep working. Then I remembered that thing has a bank, and I thought, did I put a bunch of my turnip money in the bank? I don't even check the bank. Six million bells. Woo! Oh. I can afford everything. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. Nice. I forgot I did that. I just I tucked it all away and there it was. All right, we're going to take a break when my sister gets here or after this song, my sister will get here and we're going to talk about a, a thing. 
And I think okay. it's a very relatable thing. So stick around for that. Uh, right after this break, brought to you by Brian and his musical findings. Yes. Oh, this is one I'm super excited about because uh, this is an artist that is not brand new to me, may not even be brand new to you guys as well, especially if you've listened to Coverville, because I've played Yumi Zuma before. She's from New Zealand, um, which means that that has to be her real name, Yumi Zuma. Um, no, it's a band. It's a per- it's not a person. I guess it's a group. So never mind. It's their <laughs> band name. Okay. It feels like it should be somebody's real name. Anyway, um, they're a pop quartet, Yumi Zuma. And um, this is their second single they've released this year, but this one's so good. It's called Mona Lisa. It's just released as a single, no upcoming uh, album to go with it. But they are going to be touring the U.S. starting in April of next year, starting in uh, Brooklyn, New York at the Music Hall of Williamsburg. Uh, Go check them out. This is Yumi Zoma and the brand new song, Mona Lisa. Leaving it out, not giving it 
What do you uh, think about your dog and its health or his or her health? You know, like you're sitting around going, man, my dog's awesome. Sure like my dog to be more healthy. Well, did you know that feeding your dog with foods made from cricket protein uses less land and water to produce? Yeah, it's true. It drastically eliminates greenhouse gases. And uh, compared to traditional animal protein, dog food, that's a big difference. Meet Jiminy's, nutritious and sustainable food and treats for your dog made with cricket protein and other delicious plant-based ingredients like sweet potatoes, peanut butter, flax, oats, that kind of stuff. Insect protein is truly sustainable as a protein source. And uh, it's way better at like land use and feed conversion supports this. In addition, less water and almost no greenhouse gases. One five-ounce bag of Jiminy's Treats saves 220 gallons of water versus traditional animal protein types. Holy crap. If you have an average-sized dog switching from chicken-based diet to an insect-based diet, that saves 480,000 gallons of water per year. That's a ginormous difference. Anyway, it's good food for food-sensitive dogs with allergies. Insect protein is considered hypoallergenic. It's a great food source in that regard. Beef, chicken, lamb, soy, even fish are often the common ingredients that dogs have their allergies triggered by. So, do what veterinarians do. They're already using Jiminy's and elimination diets to determine food allergies. So, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get it. Why? Because my dogs love it. And if my dogs like stuff, I pretty much feel like every dog's going to like it. We have two dogs right now, and they eat this stuff up, literally. To learn more and save 20% on your first purchase, go to Jiminy's.com slash TMS and use the code TMS20 at checkout. That's J-I-M-I-N-Y-S dot com slash TMS with that code TMS20. Do it today. I am the architect. I created the Matrix. I've been waiting for you. Do not drink Red Bull right before bedtime. I lost my daughter to the abyss, but tonight I'm calling her back. This is the morning stream. All right, we're back, everybody. Hey, uh, Brian, remind me that song again. Well, that song you just heard is Yumi Zuma and the brand new song Mona Lisa. Mm. They are from New Zealand, and they are super cool. Yumi Zuma sounds like one of those artificial ladies that are big in Japan, like the robot uh, CGI ladies. Oh, yeah, like AI. Yeah, yeah. they get up and perform. What's that? There's one, a very popular one, where she gets like millions of people come and see her in concert and she's her just name f- is mina savari there no, you go i'm kidding Nailed it's it. uh what is her name it's something like that mayo hattori oh hatsu miku hatsu miku that's right yep. thank you and that's uh, art chicken art and chicken yep, yeah that's, that's totally cool. yeah like like a, a a completely generated not just an avatar with somebody else singing but even the song that became a hit single was completely computer generated like oh i didn't know that. like a machine learning single and it and it went well i did not know that i knew i knew yeah. so when they show her at the th- concerts and stuff i she's have like it a, if you want to if you want to play a second or two yeah of it. pop it in there um but she's she's like a projection right she's like a hologram yep exactly when you see her in concert it's uh um, that's exactly right. That's either awesome or a sign of the, of <laughs> is the, uh, I don't know what it is. The, yeah, here we go. Um, 
Let's put it in our Discord. Yeah, stick it in Discord. I'll play it there. Will it fit? Oh, good. It'll, it Is it small like enough? It just went there. This eight meg limit. Oh, I have to hit enter. Enter. <laughs> there you go. Enter. Oh, you hit enter, did you? Okay, here it is. This is a cover, by the way. All right, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna just play some of this. Oh, it's a cover of something. It is. All right, here we go. Also, th- this one isn't. Yeah. Oh. So that's so that's voice is not a person at all, right? Nope. That is not a real person singing. That is. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's actually kind of good. Yeah, I also have a cover uh, that, that she did of uh, Heaven is a Place on Earth by Belinda Carlisle. Really? Here you go. Belinda Carlisle? <laughs> That's wild to me. Yes. This one's in English, so you get... Uh, oh, okay. oh, it's it's great, too. Actually, you'll, you'll like this. All right, I'm going to play a little bit of this here. I'm going to skip ahead. Oh, no, start, start at the beginning because you get... It begins with vocals. Oh, okay. Here we go. Why did they give her such an accent? <laughs> that seems odd to me. Well, it's a Japanese accent. No, I know, but it's really pronounced. There's plenty of well, J-pop singers who don't have that pronounced of an accent when they sing. So why did they go that far? I don't know. I, just, I don't know. I don't know, but it does It does remind me of uh, K.K. Slider as we're talking about Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah, a little bit. It is, it's yeah. just borderline... You know, gibberish, uh, simlish, JJ or uh, KK slider kind of stuff. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, that was a fun. We've had a lot of fun uh, uh, misdirections today. We've got all kinds yeah. We of have places. lots of rabbit holes to to explore. Yeah, it's your typical Thursday business. All right, we're going to get Wendy on the phone. She's been waiting very patiently, I I believe, and uh, we'll see what's up okay. with her. Although it's uh, I'm just getting the rings of ringage here. Mm. Let's see if we can't achieve some rings of speakage. Hello. Oh, hello, Wendy. Hey. Oh, hi. Hold on. <laughs> I got to play your thing. Look who it is. It's my sister, Wendy. She lives all the way across the country. Not that far, but kind of far in Minnesota. Not here in Salt Lake City anymore. We miss her. It's felt, we feel it every day. Every day is every a, day. Is a loss. Every yeah. day. Every single yeah. day. Uh, are your your kids are home today because it's Veterans Day, right? So probably probably in the middle of momming and things today. I hope we're not bugging you. No, they had Friday off. I think that was their oh. deal. Oh. I don't know. Oh, you don't actually know. Are they around? Are they at home? Or are they at school? No, they're at school. Oh, they're, okay, weird. They, I, I think we get the entire they get the entire week of Thanksgiving off. Yeah. So I think they kind of try to. I don't know. They, they can combine honor, days. It's smart. It really helps the way they do it. I yeah. appreciate it. But they can it honor. They can honor those holidays. veterans at school. Everybody at school can honor the veterans together. Right. That's what's going on. Yeah. How about that? Hey, go. uh, it's good to have you here. Wendy comes on the show as an actual therapist uh, and helps us with people's real problems each and every Thursday. And we've been doing this since 2011. Uh, ten years ago. Well, it'll be ten years. No, it's been ten. We're almost eleven so years. Long. Weird. Uh, anyway, we're going to go ahead and dive right in. Um, we got an email from a listener who I will keep anonymous. Uh, they didn't actually ask me to, but I will because I didn't know. I always I always err on that side. If you guys send these in and you say, you know, please keep it anonymous, then I absolutely will. If you don't say anything, then I will also do that. So if you are okay with your name being read, just say so. Because the default is we try not to we try exactly. not to out yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, let's get right into it. This is one I think is. Um, I don't know, kind of related to some stuff we've talked about in recent uh, 
episodes of the show as well or therapy Thursdays. But anyway, it's a unique situation. Uh, Staying in a job that you hate out of necessity is the subject. I am a high school teacher, says this uh, listener, in a very low educational quality area, i.e. my kids don't like school, thinks high school is pointless because most of them are going to go into farming, etc. And as a result, I don't make they don't make it easy to teach slash manage a classroom. Now I have a silver lining as a lifelong dream of going to med school is going to be fulfilled at the end of this academic year. I got my acceptance a month ago. Uh, But continuing to stay in this job out of necessity for my wife and child to be a provider uh, for the over the next eight months will be a massive chore. I dread getting up and going in the morning because no matter what I do to try to connect with these kids, they just seem to be turned out and feel completely undervalued with my efforts as a result. Uh, The days seem like months and the months like years. Part of it, Mm. I realize, is that this time of year is really hard on people because of the holidays and our school hasn't had a break, even a long weekend since Labor Day, which was what? That was September? September. Yeah, Yeah, beginning of September. That is a long time. Uh, Part of it is probably because coworkers are now saying that I'm a bad teacher, which I assume is because of the fact that I am now leaving. And even more so on my personal end, my wife is pregnant, so I have even more responsibilities at home with our two-year-old and helping keep up on the housework. I am a perfectionist, so I always uh, so I always try my best, even knowing uh, that I will be out of here in a year. But the thought of continuing to pour all of my attention and thought into something that is receiving no positive outcome for the next eight months puts knots in my stomach. With all of that said, I would really or I will continue to make the best out of it, but I was just wondering if there are any tips or tricks to cope with the coming months slash longer for those uh, that may not have that silver lining like I do on the horizon. Thanks again for allowing the chance to discuss this. Hope to hear from you guys soon. Okay. The one, the, That's tough with the like other teachers talking smack about you. I thought it should be like a, I don't know, like a band together. We're all in this together kind of thing. And Yeah, they should be excited for you. I would yeah, hope. That hurts me hearing about that. I, I don't like that part either. It bugs me. Uh, but also I like that he accepts this idea uh, toward the end here that there are plenty of people in his exact situation that don't have the silver lining. I think that's an important mm-hmm. thing to acknowledge and mm-hmm. yeah. um, don't know why, but that, that gives me some hope and humans. But anyway, uh, so Wendy, where do you want to go with this? He's in a place he hates. He knows he's out soon, but boy, howdy, is it rough and what's he going to do? And he's there out of necessity. Obviously he'd probably quit if he could. But yeah. uh, what what do you where do you want to start with this one? Okay, have you guys seen it's an art installation somewhere? I should really look it up before I talk about it. But it's a forced perspective kind of thing where you're looking through. It looks like kind of like an iPad, and as you look directly through the iPad at the image in front of you uh, of of like artworky, it's like material or something. It looks like this really cool face. Yeah, hmm. and then the camera pans to the side. And it is just a pile of junk. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and they do this with, like, weird clothes and colors. And, like, you you know, you've yeah, seen it before, like right? Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. it's all yeah. a person. It's like yeah. that uh, dragon that turns its head on. It's kind of like that, too. Like that big yeah. dragon face. And this is, what's amazing about this one in particular is just, it is literally garbagey. It It looks like a, like a hoarder house tipped over. Like, it's not, I don't know. Sometimes you feel like it's furniture. I don't know, things that don't look as bad from the side, but this looks so bad from the side. Mm-hmm. Um, it just looks like a hot mess. And I think that's, uh, it's, you know, a human experience to look at something from one angle, see it for what you think it is. And it's 
pretty hard for us to move around the side of it and look at it from a different angle. Right. Mm. And so when I hear this email, I think, I mean, this is a person who has really cared about these kids and has not been given maybe the support, the training, the camaraderie, the, the, you know, good colleagues or whatever to make a difference. Also, just straight up, you can't expect kids to not have a break for three months and be Mm -hmm. doing awesome. Yeah. Even a day or even so like introducing half a day where kids get to make up home. You know what I mean? Something, right? Like that sounds like a, not an awesome situation. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so here he is in that type of scenario and not getting that support. But he's also like, I'm going to live my dream and I'm going to go to med school and has obviously taken the MCAT and applied previously and, you know, done all the things, um, to get to this place. So that's really cool. Um, so then the question he gets to is, you know, or the thing he's struggling with is he's got a whole school year left and he needs to get himself there. He's dreading it. So let's just talk about what that might be. And then we're going to use the force perspective shift as a, as a framework to talk about it. But, um, what is it that is happening? So again, all the maybe not good supports are in place, but but from a psychological standpoint, we've all been here in so, to mm-hmm. some extent. We have to finish something we don't want to do. We have, and usually a silver lining is actually why you're suffering more, right? Everyone else, you you think <laughs> I like that you think it's being nice, but I, what I think it is actually is that having his dream around the corner makes doing this slog really tough. Yeah. Whereas totally. someone else who has no plan to leave is. They're not in the same brain state. No, it's like it's like having the uh, um, the clock as you're watching it for summer vacation to come. Right? It's like it slows yeah. down and yeah, and feel, every day feels and not even monstrous. that. And to add to that time dilation, if everyone around you isn't looking forward to that, they think they see you as trunky and and yeah. ineffective and also giving up. On, and why do you think this is cooler than what we're doing? Where you know, I, I could see why all those mixed emotions would be there as well. Totally. Yep. Well, and also you may think, oh, they're jealous that I have some awesome gig coming up. It also might just be that they don't like that you're walking away from something mm-hmm. that matters yeah. to them. Right. Uh, and then the there's going to be a few are jealous. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mm-hmm. be, but, but more than, more than not teachers feel called to do teaching. <laughs> they rarely are just like, you know what? I'm in it for the money. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. not happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway. And so that can be part of that grumpiness. And also you might be inviting some of that grumpiness without like intending to just because you are really unhappy being there and, and the sort of getting through to the end is tricky. Okay. So with the force perspective, you're looking at it at this point, you're looking at all the trash. (laughs) You are not looking at it from the other direction where you see the face. Mm. Um, And that's because you now have an option to not look at it at all. And that can sort of just switch people's brains a little bit. Okay. So what would you guys suggest and maybe you've been in a similar circumstance where you've got to just sort of slog through the end of something. Um, and, you know, what what have you done? Do you have any suggestions of how to keep your chin up or do a good job, even though you just don't can't? I mean, Brian, yeah. I had that recent, um, you had a recent job, like side job uh, client thing that was just a nightmare. Was it? Is that it was. Kind of yeah, but that... That wasn't like a, 
um, this will end at a certain date and time and I just have to get through it. It's, it was, it ended as soon as I finally finished <laughs> making what it was. Yeah. I'm thinking more like, you know, when I finally decided I was going to, um, quit work, quit, quit the full-time job to do freelance and podcasting full-time. There was a little bit of that where it was, uh, all right, you know what? I'm just going to, uh, put in my next three months and then, and then be done. And it, and those three months did feel like forever. It was like, oh man, another tech support nightmare I have to deal with or another, you know, this or that. Um, uh, and that did feel like this kind of slog because I really wanted to get to the thing that I was excited about. Yeah. My, I've had a few things like that as well, but most of the time it feels like it's the one wrinkle for me is I do get past a thing but then I can't wait till I'm really past it, like distance of time and space. Mm-hmm. Like for me, for me, it was like, um, I don't want to get into the nitty gritty, ugly details. Well, you know what? We'll use this blizzard thing as an example. This blizzard mess was a clear, you know, it was very clear what, how I felt about it, how everybody felt about this, you know, this, this mess at blizzard entertainment and what it, the impact it had on me and everybody around the community that sort of, makes content around in and around blizzard content and the entire time it was like all right well i know what this is and i know what my response is going to be and what i'm going to do but now i just need to have it get behind me like further away Mm -hmm. from me the better and that seems to take forever for it for it to just not be the the hot burning flame in the room that it was and still is in some ways um and so I, I don't know if that's, it's not the exact same because the silver lining isn't really all that silver. It's more just like, you know, we need to, we need to make whatever decisions we're going to make and then we need to move past this mm-hmm. and go right. and support those who need help during it and be there for the, you know, for all the, the right reasons and proactive stuff. Sure. But I just mean like get away from the mess of it. Think of it as any other does not, not disaster. Cause it's not really the same, but like if there was a big natural disaster, if a hurricane hit, your town you you know what's in front of you and what you have to do and you really just can't wait till you're three four years down the road when this stuff is cleaned up fixed and you you know you've kind of gotten past it i i feel like that's more my experience than yeah well and and in maybe both of your cases there's like a a thing you you need to end or you want kind of the bad part to end and and that's where this is similar of course he wants he, he he wants to move to the dream mm-hmm. and has to get through eight months of some bad stuff. Well, the bad stuff is that he's not connecting with these students. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this is where the question becomes, why would it be important for him to have something from this next eight months? Um, that is, that feels good, solid, or whatever, before he moves on to a next career. A lot of people like to just burn it down. Like, I don't care anymore. Right, and there's right. there's usually senioritis reasons. Kind of yeah, totally, senioritis. And there's a reason yeah. is because it stops feeling as meaningful or whatever, but then it also helps with grief. Mm-hmm. We remember we're not very good at grief. And so if I can care less, then I can I don't have to grieve as hard. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And so this is this is kind of the opposite of my suggestion is the opposite of this, which is sort of to lean into understanding why this matters to him. Like if this were a job he didn't care about, he would not have written us this email. 
He'd be like, well, I taught for a time, and now I'm in medical school. Peace out. Yeah. Um, it's that it does matter. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's going to go haunt him into his medical career, but I do think there is a lot of power to do some, some, um, I guess, proactive work when you're in a setting be, and not then not have to do it after the setting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense. Maybe it's because, you know, in therapy, I'm, we're always working with things that had happened and people's regrets about what they didn't do or wish they had done or said or didn't say. Um, and that you're in the actual slog of that moment, you know, you can, you can do something about it. Mm-hmm. So my question would be, why do you care? Why do you care about teaching? Why do you care about these kids? Mm-hmm. Is this really about you that you're good or not at this? Cause there's a lot of hinting in there that, you know, he can't connect. Um, he's feeling judged by other people. Right. You know, and maybe kids just smell that on you. I don't know. <laughs> right? Or you smell fear or they smell yeah. uh kids are pretty smart uh, with anticipation that of getting out. Yeah. I feel like you know, really depends on the person. I'd probably um because I'm a little bit competitive, I would probably be motivated to really connect with the kids in those last few months, but I think that's that's not because I care about the kids as much as it's I'm competitive and I don't want those other teachers talking bad about me, but, um, right. Right. So, so some of it is just like a deeper dive into your own stuff. And I'm going to tell you right now, future doctor, please do some of your work because there's a lot of doctors who do none of this Mm -hmm. and man, do they have challenging things they provide to people. (laughs) Yeah. What I mean is, so here's something cool that's coming up. You know how I love to get behind a little VR to build empathy in people, but there is some training that's happening in medical schools where um, using VR, they have you go, the doctor comes and practices their bedside manner with a patient, talks through a case, tells someone they have cancer, whatever, you know, the practices. And then it's recorded from the perspective of the patient. And then, then the doctor can put on the VR set and see themselves Mm. talk to them about their diagnosis and critique how they come across to themselves. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of freaky on one hand, like you kind of don't want to know exactly how you're talking to yourself. Um, But anyway, some of that, because, because there is a challenge, there's a challenge when, and medical school will try to destroy your soul. I, that's kind of how it's built in some ways. And it's really tough. You do not get the time with patients you think you're going to get. You don't get some of the things you you may hope by being the guy in medicine that you maybe you're banking on. And you have to figure out how you are going to be you in this new industry. And maybe you haven't figured out how you are gonna, you're you in teaching. And and so maybe I'm making a more of an existential threat than is here. But I, I just do think there's there's value and you've got eight months make the most of this mm-hmm. right. figure out what's really happening for you grieve what you need to grieve you know face that maybe your ego is a little sore from this and then work on what your ego is about and you know it's like a gift it really is um and or you slog through it and then go to medical school you yeah. know yeah. <laughs> there's always that choice mm-hmm. um but I do think there's some some profound options and lessons that might be available to this person that they wouldn't see coming. And as soon as med school starts, good luck having five minutes to think again, right? Yeah. Like this is, this feels like a gift you might end up wasting 
feeling sorry for yourself or, or not even feeling sorry for yourself, but just like, like, like it's hard. I'm not saying it's not hard. I am not, but I, I am saying you can focus on that and just want to get out. And maybe there is a, there would be a really cool chance to do some of your own work beforehand. Just to make sure it's just that, you know, you're changing careers. That's fine. That's usually no big deal, but there's enough in here that tells me, you know, how you are perceived matters to you, how you connect or don't connect feels like a thing, you know, maybe there's some exploring and curiosity you could take to this. I would be, uh, so one of the things I don't like in life most (laughs) is, um, is when people, when they, how do, how do I put this without it sounding weird? I don't want it to sound weird, but I <laughs> yeah, don't let it sound weird. I guess what I'm You're saying talking. is I, I, I have this tendency sometimes I'm sure everybody does this feeling of it's always greener on the other side. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that isn't in his case, it isn't, it sounds like it probably is going to be greener in the long haul. Um, that's not what I mean, but there, you can get caught up in these, these loops of, well, when I'm there, it'll all be better. And, my experience has always been it's usually not necessarily better or that there's no guarantee of anything. It's, it's all about your attitude, your willingness to do whatever you have to do to make it right for you or whatever. Like there's more to it than just, you know, well, next door is greener. Well, not necessarily. There's probably worms in their grass. Who knows? I I don't know. Like it's not, it's also not good to start assuming everything is, is browner on the other side. Right. Um, using the yard metaphor, the grass metaphor, <laughs> but, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like there's a, there is that, there is that problem. Some people get into that rut of, well, this next house is going to be the right house. This next job is going to be the right job. I'm just sure of it this time, but there've been like five, six others of these. And again, this isn't him. This doesn't sound like him, no, but I but worry. There's a common thing. Yeah. I just worry that yeah. I just worry that when he gets there, it's it, it's not going to be certainly isn't going to be easier in terms of work because now it's, you know, like you said, his brain's going to bring have another chance to relax again until he's until he you know graduates or does whatever he's going to do. Um, and it's just going to get more complicated because his wife's going to have another baby. You got a two year old already. So you got a baby and a two year old and, um, you know, and a mom to help and all that. And, you know, it's, it's going to be, the grass isn't going to be greener. It's just <laughs> going to be grass. And what you make of yeah. that grass will depend on how you feel when you get there. And if you want to water that grass, how you want to cut that grass, you want to not leave the car on the grass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't know why that's that's jumping out at me. But for some reason, the grass is always greener is is, is making an appearance in my brain today. Totally. And I think it, it, well, there's some processes here that explain this phenomenon. And that is that humans are very bad predictors of future outcomes. Um meaning you are going to assume you're happier and you will be wrong. You're going to assume it'll be harder and you'll be wrong. You're going to like whatever you're going to guess about the future comes from going back to our amygdala conversations, the last couple rounds, you know, is, is could be fear-based and then it's going to be inaccurate because you're not going to die by speaking in front of a group of people, though your brain has told you you're going to die. So that <laughs> prediction will never be right, mm-hmm, you know, right. Mm-hmm. or whatever. So, so, the, and then the sort of positivity bias can jump in too, which is a strange phenomenon because we're pretty negative, negatively biased as humans to protect ourselves. But there is this, it is still protective. It's like, it'll be so much better than mm-hmm. this. And that's because we know what this is. 
And so the real challenge is to be present with this, whatever it is right now, if you can do this, then you can do whatever comes in the future because that future will then be present again. Right. Right. And that's, what's so hard about, you know, mindfulness meditation and, and training people to get present and be in the moment in their lives is our brains don't want to do that very easily. But the power of that is that everything is sort of doable. Um, and it's not, you know, your system isn't freaking itself out to try to keep you safe. So for example, a really important question for this person to ask himself is why, why is the kids not connecting with him matter so much to him? Mm-hmm. What's that about? Yeah. Because, and, and, and digging into that, because one day you're going to have patients who don't also connect with you. Like, wouldn't it be more fun to work on this now? <laughs> the present moment problem. Yeah. Because it will, it's just going to show up later. It always does. Whatever is happening right now in anyone's life, the only thing we can predict is that thing will happen in some other form in 10 years. Yeah. Or we are in this moment dealing with the things and then something different will happen later because we've shifted the patterns or we've, you know, we understand where this might be coming from. So just even this, I'm making this up, this poor guy. I feel like I'm kind of picking on yeah, him. We, so are, we are adding to his uh, the stuff he hasn't actually mm-hmm. said, but you know, that's how we do this. We, we Yeah, we do. Yeah, and I'm sorry. The- I think part of it is that I'm harsh on doctors because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm frustrated by the missed opportunities there sometimes, you know, like just the, sure. and there are people that, that I am not referring to, but it's just my clients that I've had. Okay. So I, I have my own bias against doctors that I've seen in practice. How about that? Um, And then the few that never listen to me when I actually go for medical care. So there's that. Um, But just this idea of like, why are you not a good teacher in your mind or in the kids' minds or in your colleagues' minds? That's an important question to get to. Is it that you're not actually a good teacher or is that that's really more about worrying about what you are thought of or or, or the accolades that you should be getting. Mm-hmm. Taking that into medicine, you're going to be in trouble, right? Anyone would be. Um, and so maybe it's not that. Maybe it's just like, I have given and given and given and I'm, I'm exhausted and it's hard to be creative and open at this stage. And that's fair, totally. And maybe it's not related. But this this idea of that we're sort of a combo of we are bad at predicting future happiness levels and what is going to be good or not. I don't want to rain on anyone's parade, but we are bad at it. And we have many studies to show how bad we are and can document it. We are bad at it. And then look at your own lives, right? Like, oh, remember when I thought when I'd finally get that amount of money or buy that car or get this, whatever, the joy I thought I would have versus the joy of planning the joy I would have. (laughs) So we just know that's part of this. So maybe this is a piece of this and it keeps us out of the moment. So when I hear him struggling to get up every day, he is not in the moment of his life right now. And that's because he's forward thinking and that's what it tends to do. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's just some really basic grounding in the moment work he can do, which is like, I mean, I got a crazy idea. Go to school and don't try to reach the kids. Mm. <laughs> mm. Well, they will you know also what, smell that. Do you know what's yeah, go, right? Huh. You know what's Maybe funny? Maybe I want him to pay attention to me now. Here's what's <laughs> here's what's kind of funny. Oh, I did Brian's thing, the funny thing. Um, uh, you were talking <laughs> about the other day. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so I think I can relate to this. It's there, this just happened. So back in uh, 2014, 
15, something like that, six, seven years ago. Um, there was a kid in a class that I taught who I just thought the world of. She was smart as a whip, super creative, soccer player, just an awesome kid. At the time, she'd have been 10, I guess, 10 or 11. And just such a cool kid. Just really thought the world of her. And it was the kind of, uh, you know, weekly class relationship where it felt like she was almost like one of my own kids. Like if I found out somebody would was bullying her, I'd, I'd be just as pissed and run down to the school and scare some people. Like I'd, it was that kind of a thing. And I just really thought the world of her. They moved to New York. Their family moved to New York. And I found myself just here recently thinking, I wonder if she remembers any of that. Did I, as a teacher, make an impact on her? Like, did I have any, like, I thought I had this connection, but did I really? Because she's busy being a teenager now and, you know, got all that going on and she's in school and she's playing soccer and winning state championships for her school and all this kind of stuff and, and lives, you know, clear across the country. And there was a little sadness in me that maybe just maybe she'll not remember any of that. Like that, that thing I thought I was doing that connection, right. Mm -hmm. Didn't, Mm -hmm. did it actually connect? And I really don't like thinking about it. It's there's a real sadness to when I think about that. So I Mm -hmm. wonder if that's where he's at. Like maybe, Mm, maybe early on, once he moves on to being a doctor, the kids are going to be like, all right, who's the next, yeah, because that, I think everybody yeah. wants to have that feeling that they made a difference before they move sure. to what's next. And he's not feeling like he's made that difference. Maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And wants to and wants to make it. He, he's, he wants to be a doctor for good reasons. Right. Not yeah. not just ego reasons or or money reasons or usually. Right. Like that's usually people have ideals about the stuff they want to do and participate in and like see themselves in a particular way. And. You can tell that is probably true based on how he is frustrated with this teaching experience. Um, and so that, going back to this perspective, Scott, you posted it on the chat, which is great. Um, and I've just been watching it replay as you've been talking. And I'm thinking, like, how can he see this from a different angle? Mm-hmm. Um, and a big part of it will be being curious, being open, like sort of asking the part of him that is. Uh, offended by how these kids are acting towards him to sort of step aside and like be more present and try some stuff. I mean, that's the real power of good teachers is they have the flexibility of like every kid is so different, like how they even do this. And with so little pay is ridiculous, right? But they really can remove them, use their skills, remove themselves and create this sort of place where a kid can grow and learn at a pace that's different from every other kid in the room. It's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe just get curious about, can I try something different? Can I look at this at a different angle? Can I wake up and find something I can be curious or excited about in regard to what I'm doing with these kids today? Can I teach a lesson that I would want to get because sometimes the try hard, this is what's awesome about the youngest generation is they can so, I mean, always kids can smell stuff out, but these kids say it out loud, which is funny. Um, so a great story is this dad, my friend's kids, my friend's kid's friend's dad was having a little <laughs> midlife crisis and bought himself a Tesla. Anyone heard this story before? Oh, God. <laughs> he shows well, it wasn't up. a convertible anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but he, he gets his Tesla 
And he makes sure to take all the kids home and just like, I'll drive. I've got the Tesla, you know, <laughs> and they get out of the car and the kids are all like still hanging out or whatever. And um, somebody said, oh, and the, the dad says something like, Don't, did you like the Tesla? You like riding in the Tesla? And everyone's like, yeah, okay. And they get in the house and my friend overhears them talking. This is a bunch of 11 year olds, by the way. One just goes, oh, it's just kind of sad. He's such a try hard. <laughs> 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 and you're like, oh, dad, the kids can see through it. Um, and I think there's something to be said with each of us. Like, that's what that's what's actually amazing about being teachers is that kids see through it and kids just say stuff and they're terrifying. So, first of all, bless you for being a teacher and then bless you for being a doctor. Those are hard places. I'm sorry if I'm sounding too critical, but I really do want him to, to try to figure out a different way to look at this and, and sort of adjust himself for this rough moment. Cause you know, what's coming is, you know, residency mm -hmm. and <laughs> boards. I mean, there are things around the corner that are really tough. And wouldn't this be just an interesting time to use the time differently mm -hmm. and figure some things out, maybe about himself, maybe no kid changes. And then Scott, like you said, this sort of legacy thing that it can be built into. I want to make a difference. I'm going to tell you as the therapist who eventually talks to these people mm -hmm. who had these teachers or had these adults in their lives or, you know, mentors or whatever they are, they're not talking about the good ones. They're talking about the bad ones, mm -hmm. right? They're talking about the ones that hurt them or offended them or, and then sometimes there's like a really special teacher here or there, but it's usually because the other ones were terrible. Yeah. So I'm going to make an assumption for your, your, that little girl, Scott, is that probably had a lot of good people in her life. You guys had a great connection, She's not, she'll either remember you as someone who's awesome in contrast to someone who was terrible or just part of a good childhood. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like probably that, probably that out. last thing. She's got great parents, great family. Like, yeah, yeah. there's no reason. So for you, it might be a little bit of grief. And that's what I would suggest for, for him as well, that there is some grief here mm -hmm. um, and grief of maybe what it could have been, what he wanted it to be, what his intentions were. And, and so grieving as you go and live life is seriously the key. And it's just really hard to do. We're really good at shelving things. We're, we're good at worrying about the future. We're not so good at like really being present and then like staring at what the present, the, the present moment is showing us mm -hmm. and dealing with it. So that's, yeah. this is, sounds harder than it is. I would say get a good therapist for eight months. Because you won't have time after this. That's a good idea. <laughs> like this, no, this would be the perfect time slot. Yeah. You know, get a get a yeah. slightly more than half a year in with somebody who who can help you along this process and help you not only deal with the now and here, but also have that perspective switch. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, so this is perfect because uh, yeah, your life's about to get insane. <laughs> yeah. And very right. short order. Eight months may seem like a long time right now, but oh man, it'll go quick. And uh, yeah. you're entering, you're entering that world at a very interesting time, and it's just an odd, Correct. yeah. Everything about it is going to be more work. But anyway, let us know. And uh, then just try think. one experiment with your class. Yeah, like do something nuts. Like do the opposite of try to get them to like you. Uh, do a lesson you would love to have had. Like hmm. just like mess around a little, and just watch the energy shift. Mm -hmm. Right, just like. When a mom or dad is in the home, they get to decide the, the tone of the home, right? Yeah. Sometimes a really bad teenager gets to decide sometimes too. But the teacher has that same power and maybe trying to 
to reach everyone is the opposite of energy. So yeah, just try something. It'd be really fun if you did something and then told us about it, like experiment, do something a little nice. Yeah, yeah. we love that kind of stuff yeah. when you guys yeah. follow it. So let us know. Uh, great. Cool. This is all good as usual. Uh, Wendy, uh, <laughs> Wendy, are you, are you, by the way, are you, uh, calling us today from inside the wind chimes? I'm sorry. Oh, it's we... very windy and yeah. they are, <laughs> they're about to be taken down. Cause you know, it's, I mean, who am I fooling? It's mid November. It should not yeah. have wind chimes out anymore. So I apologize. I don't know. Why not? Oh, you can hear wind chimes. No, they weren't I found it kind of But everyone knows it's windy. We yeah, can tell. Yeah, yeah. And it's very zen. Be in the moment. That's what the gong is for. Did you know that? No. In meditation. The gong is to bring, help you remember to bring your thoughts back to oh, your breath. Oh, that's like with a little popper with the dog when you're walking him and you, and you pop the sound, the little uh, dog yeah. clicker. The the same idea. I thought that was just because Jamie Farr didn't like the person singing on stage with the Viking helmet. <laughs> <laughs> it's also oh, that. Oh man, ask your great uncle or parents. <laughs> I thought it was JP Morgan was bored with the comedy act. I thought wow. that was the what the sound of the gun. Some old school <laughs> digging there. Yeah, there you go. Uh well, very good. Uh well, Wendy, I hope uh, you know, things go well for your Thanksgiving and all that business. Yeah. Uh we're doing it yeah, at Misha's this weekend early, but um you know, we will Oh fun. Are you are we doing the show next week and then just not on Thanksgiving? Correct? Uh r- let's right. see. Yeah, yes. right. Next week, next uh, Thursday, there's a show. Week after that is is Thanksgiving. No show. Yeah, no show next okay. week. So gotcha. You're... So if somebody sent an email in about, I don't know, family drama or gratitude. That sounds like the exact opposite. But, you know, something that's a little Thanksgiving-y. Mm-hmm. Or like someone from out of the country talk about how weird we seem with our Thanksgiving. I'd mm-hmm. love to talk about that, too. Oh, yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. Let's get let's get it themed, people. Let's do that. Yeah, let's week. get in there and get that happening. We did that a little bit last year, too, and the year before. So let's do it again. Let's get these uh, let's get these family issues out while while the holidays are here. <laughs> while we can, that's a really good idea. Uh, Wendy, have a fantastic week, and uh, thanks. We'll see you soon. You too. Bye now. All right, bye. May all your wind chimes be windy. All right, I found them soothing. I barely. I did too. Them. Actually, I like them. I, I wish they were the whole time, like not just while she was talking, but I kind of wish that we heard them the oh, entire right. time. Yeah, because uh, uh, Discord blocks them, I guess, because they're too yeah. low. But when she's not talking. Yeah. Uh, that's it for the show. Now, a reminder to those fine folks listening at home, live or otherwise, we are uh, produced by you. You are our bosses. Mm-hmm. How's mm-hmm. that possible? Well, it's possible at patreon.com slash TMS. I'd like to mention the following names as fine folks who have signed up here recently. Rick Schmidt joined Ooh, in the a uh, fine name. Yeah, Rick Schmidt. It's pretty good. He uh, joined at the grade A level. Thank you, Rick. Ryan Johnson at the grade A plus level. Love that level. Thank you so much, Ooh. Ryan Johnson. Also another fine name. Yeah, good name. And Rohan Humphrey, a very, a Cy Rohan Ooh. Humphrey. Sorry. That's even the most fine name of all the names you read. It's the finest, truly. Yes. Uh, also at the grade A level. Thank you so much for your support. If you would like to be among these great, I'm going to assume gentlemen all the way through here, uh, then please do. Uh, patreon.com slash TMS for everything else. It's frogpants.com slash TMS. Brian, we can go, but we can't go until you play a song. Oh, and a quick reminder, I guess we got t- uh, PM tomorrow. So normal PM. Right. I okay. think Dan's here. I'll check with him. Okay. Make cool. sure we're good there, but uh, normal 2 PM uh, uh, business there in the morning. We got uh, 10 AM. Uh, the instance I'm going to be uh, just me and Jocelyn tomorrow. Garrett's out of town, but we got a really cool topic. So tune oh. in for that. And what else? Oh, core tonight at 5 p.m. Uh, with me and John and Bo. So check that out. 
All right. Home uh, this weekend. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's a, and Coverville today. A cavalcade of entertainment. Yep. You want that? Do you want you want your uh, your your Taylor Swift on? Oh, yeah. Your, and Lord, your Lord and Taylor. Uh, yeah. Come to come to Coverville today at 1 p.m. You should put that and, new Lord album cover on the front of the video the whole time. So we all have to stare at her crotch for two hours. You should do that. Yeah, I could not figure that album cover out. Is she wearing I don't know something? what's going on. Is she on. not wearing something? I, I don't feel, know what, I don't get it. It's weird. Listen, I know she's 25, but I still feel weird looking at that. I completely agree. And she wears, she in previous stuff, she was always like lots of baggy stuff kind of. Yeah. Right. Like, what's her right. name? Uh, Billie Eilish style. Just like a mm-hmm. ton of stuff on. And then suddenly mm-hmm. there's this album. And it, look, it's fine. She can do whatever she wants to do. Sure, of course. But, yes. you know, I can't walk into a record store. Not that that's how I saw it. I can't I can't open, <laughs> you know, Spotify or How whatever. am I going to buy this album at Walmart? Yeah. And Walmart, they carry it, but they cover it. They put a thing on it. Because it's like, yeah. ah! I think yeah. I just accidentally looked at a, up a girl's skirt. I didn't even mean to. Exactly. Yes. Anyway, Upskirt picks. Up send picks. send nudes. Yeah, send nudes, everybody. Hot nudes. Dear Lord, send nudes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your album? Okay, I'll buy it. Uh, all right. Yeah. Hey, Brian, song. Let's do a song. Yes. Uh, Joe Hefner wrote in and said, this Saturday I turn a half century. Oh. I'm pausing for a... Oh, oh, his birthday. A, Shit. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm off my game. Hold on. Uh, uh, Happy birthday to you! There you go. That's right. And we're not. We're definitely not slut-shaming Kratz. It's, it's two old men feel uncomfortable looking at uh, Lord's new album yeah. cover. Yeah, the whole yeah. point... Listen, let me just say this. This might get me in trouble, but yeah. I don't care. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> There's a reason the album cover is what it is. It's provocative. That's yes. what this stuff does. That's the whole point. It isn't us going, ooh, I see something that's not there. No, they made it so that we right. would all talk about it. That's it the worked. whole point. So yep. let's not, you know, and also I wouldn't call it slut shaming because I don't know how that makes her a slut. To me, it's just an artistic choice. But the point is they do it for a reason and that response is the reason. So mm-hmm. der. Yep. All right, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so back to this. Uh, this is turn a half century. If possible, I would like to hear a cover of my favorite song of all time, Fleetwood Mac's Don't Stop. I know it's not one of Scott's favorites, but Don't Stop has reminded me over the course of my life that bad situations are only temporary and that life does get better. Thanks for all that you do. Uh, signed, Joe Hefner. There you go. I, it's not that I don't like that song. I just they always use it in politics. It's always some stage thing. You know? They used it once in politics for for Bill Clinton's uh, inauguration. Yeah. It annoys me. All the songs that get used for inaugurations and or anything yeah. on any side of any spectrum of the political spectrum, yeah. I hate them all now. I can't stand it because <laughs> I know it's all bullshit. So uh, you're They're not gonna listen going to YMCA by the Village People anymore? No, I hate it. <laughs> I don't like how that's used in any of that stuff. Even the ones where they get mad that they used it, like. Someone will use it for their campaign, and then the band will go, wait, we would never support you. You can't use our music. And even when that happens, I'm still annoyed yeah. that the song's happening on stage. This annoys <laughs> me. It just bugs wow. me. Wow. All right. Well, All right. okay. Uh, anyway, this is a really good version. This is by a band called Pink Turtle. Um, you know, you like uh, stuff like Postmodern Jukebox, where they take the songs and put them into not just another style, but what feels like another decade, another oh, yeah. another world of music. And that's what Pink Turtle does as well. This feels like it's an old um, jazz skiffle tune from the, uh, the 30s or 40s. Uh, Pink Turtle and their cover of Don't Stop from their 2012 album, A La Mode. Sounds good. We'll be back tomorrow at 2, 4 p.m. If you're a patron, you get it. If you don't, you don't. We'll see you then. 
while Open your eyes, look at the day You'll see things in a different way Why not think about times to come And not about the things that you've done If your life was bad to you Just think what tomorrow will do Don't stop thinking about tomorrow Don't stop, it'll soon be here It'll be here better than before Yesterday's gone, yesterday's gone All I want is to see you smile If it takes just a little while I know you don't believe that it's true I never meant any harm to you Don't stop thinking about tomorrow Don't stop, it'll soon be here It'll be here better than before Yesterday's gone Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Shut your whole bane before I put you in one. Oh.